Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey everyone, I'm Nicole. And I'm Ben. And you're listening to Wicked and Grim. A true crime podcast. Warning. The following podcast contains graphic content and material intended for a mature audience. Listener discretion is advised. Okay, right away, right away, we're over a thousand listens. Yes! As of this exact moment of recording this, we're actually at 1144. I didn't want to even, like, say hello. I just want to drop that right away. You're just dropping the bomb. I was excited to say it. (laughs) You didn't want me to say it. If you want, okay, we can restart (laughs) this and you can say it if you want. I'm just kidding. No, it's very exciting. No one called dibs on it, so I just rolled with it, you know? Mm Mm-hmm. But yes, thank you guys for giving us all the support and the listens and everything. It means a lot. We're actually doing pretty good with this podcast. Yeah. Yeah. Like I'm blown away. Not that I didn't think we would do good, but it's just like, it's awesome to yeah. see it. Like we're, we're, come to fruition. Come to fruition. I like that. Yes. But we're, we're doing really good. Better than most podcasts as they start out. So I'm I'm loving the support and I'm loving you guys. And the feedback we're getting constantly it's just glorious. Oh my goodness. I love the messages. Right? Instagram's like lighting up every time we drop an episode. It's and we best. answer them. We do. So go over <laughs> to Instagram, message us, comment, share stories, whatever it is, and uh, or recommend a story. And yeah. we'll talk back to you. We won't talk back to you, but we'll talk back to you. You know what I mean? We'll talk with you. We'll, t- there, uh, we'll talk with you. We'll talk with you. Nicole is the wordsmith today. Today for once. <laughs> <laughs> for once, let's note this. Yes. She, she's not mispronouncing words yet and saying orgasm instead. She's got this. She's rolling with it. She's doing good. Oh, we're going to have to do like, I don't know, after a certain number of episodes, like a, what would that be called? Look, a look back or something oh, at all the back. Yes. crazy ass moments that have that have happened. Okay, if you were to look back though, not necessarily moments, but what's your favorite episode so far? What would you oh, say? Oh, seriously, what's my favorite episode? So not necessarily one I've done, just one in general. Okay, well, not even necessarily a favorite episode. Favorite case? How's that? What's your favorite case? Who? I have to go for me. It's Diatlo Pass. The very first. That was the first one, wasn't it? Yes first episode you know what i honestly think that this is like you probably wouldn't even guess this but i think mine's the mad trapper actually that was what i was going to guess (laughs) oh seriously yeah i don't know that one was just like so entertaining to me you were like enthralled by that badassery of that (laughs) well i just thought like he yeah he had some serious issues but like oh he was fucked up i don't know i think i was just like i want to be able to like i just know if i got lost in the woods that i would probably like maybe last a day so yeah. the fact that he could last that long was freaking dope oh yeah and he did some crazy shit yeah so speaking of crazy shit we're gonna rock a case today that is probably the worst case that we've done to date so listener discretion advised listener discretion is very much so advised this is a very graphic case um, that deals with heavy assault and even in cases uh, sexual assault. So oh, yes. So are fair gonna, warning. Are we going to be able to sleep tonight? Um, maybe. Make sure your doors are locked. You might be able to sleep as long as you're not inside a Lululemon store because this takes place inside a Lululemon store. I love me some Lululemon. Yeah, you're wearing Lululemon. I right am. Now. Yeah, I should probably <laughs> just like be a spokesperson for them. Lululemon sponsor Nicole. Sponsor this podcast. I, I'm literally wearing their pants every single day. 24-7. So. Yeah. Like to bed. I don't wear their pants to bed. But you wear leggings to bed. Not always. And it's generally just like cheap ones. Gotcha. You guys hear oh. that humming and buzzing? It's springtime, which means a lot of water draining from the snow melting. So our podcasts are probably going to have that happen in lots. Plus mm-hmm. motorbikes running up and down the road by our house. It's that time of year. Yeah. So we're sorry for the background noise. 
because there's i just have to say there's some listeners that are like way down south so they're they we still have snow just to let you know we have That's like half a foot of snow on our front you know. lawn right now yeah so so we're still we're still thawing out up here okay i'm pumped okay. lululemon let's get on with this lululemon oh i just realized did i actually write down the year this took place oh i did okay i was like oh my god i don't think i wrote down the year no i did i'm good <laughs> panic averted okay so this takes place in 2011 Okay, not very long ago. Not very long ago, no. So it's March 12th. The store manager at a Bethesda Lululemon store in Maryland, Washington, D.C., uh, Rachel O'Hertley, I think is how you pronounce her name. Uh, so that's the manager. She arrived to open the store. Okay. She arrived shortly before 8 a.m., and she found the store was unlocked and the lights were on. Creepy. Right? Totally weird. It's supposed to be locked up. Well, yeah. So clearly something's not right. So, however, she found the store like that, but Rachel entered the store and immediately noticed the place was a mess. Oh. And she heard some moaning coming from the back of the store. Oh. Yeah. I already think that's gross. Right? But I don't even know what it means. My first instincts might be, I need to call fucking Ghostbusters. Her first <laughs> instincts were, I'm getting the fuck out of here, which is probably the better call. I feel like I would have had to go check it out, but okay. <laughs> What's this mysterious moaning coming the from the back of the store? here? Scooby Dooby Doo. He just all of a sudden, the gang just got to find this person back here making the noise. <laughs> well, she made the right call, though. She, she didn't did. call the Scooby Dang, Scooby Dang, Scooby Gang, or the Ghostbusters. She exited and went to call 911 right away. Okay. However, next to the Lulu, bleh, I'm going to mess up Lululemon lots. I know it. You have to say that word slowly. I next feel like. to the Lululemon store, there's three L's, it's difficult, um, was an Apple store. And when Rachel left the Lululemon store, she saw a man by the name of Ryan How Hug. I'm not sure how to pronounce his name. H A U G H. Hug. Hug. I think Hug. I think I don't know. Hug. We'll say Hug. Ryan Hug. Uh, she didn't know this guy, but he did work next door, okay. and she quickly got his attention, attention, and asked him to go inside the Lulu store with her. So you know, in case there's someone there, or in case someone needs help, that was her first thing. Why they oh, wanted to go inside. Okay. Yep. So the two entered the store and Ryan proceeded to go to the back where Rachel heard the moaning. In the hallway, he saw a body laying face down and is a bloody mess in the hallway. And he shouted for Rachel to call the police. And then he also spotted another person tied up but still alive in the bathroom. Oh, wow. Yeah. So that's what she found going to work at the Lululemon store. Holy shit. That's like the opposite of what you would ever think to f you'd find. Right? Now, wow. I, don't, I don't know if this is a Monday, but you think your Mondays are bad? <laughs> like, holy shit. How did they even get it in? But okay. <clears throat> so the day before. Oh, it's Wednesday. So it would have been a Thursday, not a Monday. Oh, okay. So the day before was Wednesday, March 11th, 2011. 30-year-old Jaina Murray was working the Bethesda Lululemon store. Jaina was working here part-time as she was attending John Hopkins University, pursuing two master's degrees. Wow. A master of business administrative administration. I can't talk today. I'm pulling a U in episode five. <clears throat> no, mine was better. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. So a master's of biz business administration and a master's of arts and communication. She okay. only had two months left before she graduated. It's impressive. Right? Two, two masters at one time. Mm-hmm. Uh, so she loved yoga. However, it wasn't like her main passion, but it did bring like a lot of calmness to her life. And she loved working at the store and incorporating it into her life sort of thing. I feel like it's almost a prereq for that story I that think you probably so. have to love yoga. I really do think so. Yeah. So like needless to say, she loved working for the company, right? Mm -hmm. Her and her coworker, Brittany Norwood, who is a 29-year-old, uh, finished work at the store at 945. Jaina was the key holder and would lock up the store once they left. Like, that's kind of how, how she rolled. She yep. was key holder, lock up, do your thing, right? So sounds about right. So that's the two people the police found inside the store oh. when they arrived on March 12th. Oh, it was them. It was those two. They Dang. found Jaina Murray laying face down in a bloody hallway and Brittany Norwood in the bathroom alive. She had her hands tied with zip ties from the store over her head cuts on her bodies and a two inch laceration from her hand running parallel uh, along her thumb and the crotch of her pants were ripped open. Oh shit. 
Yeah, so it's kind of a horrific fucking scene. And that was just like all night. Yes. Oh, okay. We're going to get into that a little bit, but just to kind of paint a little bit of a picture here, and we're definitely not putting these on Instagram, but I did see some crime scene photos. The the mess of blood in the hallway is it's like a freaking saw movie. Like it's splattered like four, five, six feet up the walls. Like it's brutal. Really? Yes. Oh, that does paint quite the picture. It's insane. Wow. Okay. So inside the store, the police also found that the safe had been emptied and there were two sets of bloody footprints throughout the store. Later at the hospital, police spoke to Brittany and she told them what happened. She said that once they closed the store, herself and Jaina parted ways. But shortly after, she realized she forgot her wallet in the store and called Jaina because, you know, Jaina is the one who has the key. She's right. the key holder, right? Uh, she's like, can you come back to the store? Let me in, get my wallet sort of thing. And Jaina agreed, drove back to the store and then went back inside. Oh, that super sucks. So she wouldn't have forgot her wallet. Yeah. Shit wouldn't have gone down. And when they went back inside, they were followed back inside by two men. Oh, no. The men, once they entered the store, grabbed them, bound them, and began to sexually assault both of them. However, Brittany said that Jaina resisted and fought back. And so they began, they began their brutal attack on her. Oh, uh, so she like, oh, okay. So this is like a... A dire, dark situation here. Mm -hmm. It's like life or death. Oh, definitely. Yeah. And this is where we're going to get into kind of how brutal the attack on Jaina was. Her autopsy showed that Jaina Murray sustained up to 105 defensive wounds. Holy. Which are arms and legs indicating she was fighting back. She put up a good fight. That's only defensive wounds. She sustained at least 331 injuries before she died. Really? Hold on. Let, let me say that again. <gasps> at least, because some wounds can be overlapping. Yeah. So at least 331 injuries before she died. She was alive for all 331 plus injuries. Holy, so she Alive. was a tough cookie, hey? Yes. So Jaina is our badass of the day. No just kidding. Saying. 105 defensive wounds and being able to withstand that much. Wow. Okay, like it's impressive, but also like, oh, like the poor thing. Yes, it's ridiculously dark. It's ri I can't fathom having to go through something like that. No. But also, like, if you have to, I think it's better to probably go out with a fight than oh, just, Oh, hell yeah. Like, Always know. fight. And Jaina fucking fought. Yeah, she did. According to Jaina's medical examiner, Mary Ripple, bruising and bleeding around the wounds indicated that Mary, or that, uh, sorry, Jaina, I have her last name written down here. It threw me off for a second. That Jaina was alive during the attack. She And to quote her, she had a pulse. She had a blood pressure. She was bleeding into the wounds. She was alive. So wow. there is evidence to say that she was alive. Yeah. Among her injuries, Jaina sustained multiple cuts, bruises, abrasions, cutting wounds. Cutting wounds. Like how disgusting is that? Not cuts. Cutting wounds. Oh, okay. I didn't even know what you meant by that. That's gross. Like sawing back and forth. Holy frig. Yeah. That's fucked. That Straight is. Straight up fucked. These people are freaking screwed, eh? Yeah. Like, what the heck? Six blunt force wounds to her head and uh, another blunt force wound that crushed her skull. Oh, man. A stab wound to her shoulder, one to her lower back, and two to the back of her head. Aw. Like, holy fuck. Oh. Mary Ripple also said that ultimately Jaina was killed by a knife wound to the back of the neck that pierced her brain an injury which she could have only survived less than a minute. She also said that there was at least five weapons used in the attack. Amongst ones present later in the case was a hammer, wrench, a rope, a peg from a mannequin, and God knows what else. Wow. So, like, this is fucked up. 
totally fucked. Well, yeah, I can't believe just how brutal these attackers were. Oh, it was ridiculous. Like, and like I said, you look at those pictures, it really puts it into perspective how fucking hard, like harsh this was. Because you, you can understand, okay, getting hit. But like I said, the blood splatters up the wall like six fucking yeah. feet. So with the hits going like that and everything, I, I it's just fucking, it turns my stomach to think that there's a fucking person or persons capable of anything like this. No kidding. Okay, so that moaning then. Oh, sorry. I don't know if it's jumping ahead, but was that Brittany moaning then? Uh, yes, that would have been Brittany. Oh, okay. Because... Um, What's her name? Jane, Jana? Am I saying that? Jana. She was already dead. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So when it came to Brittany, um, hold on. Where am I here? I'm looking at my notes. I'm lost. Uh-oh. Find the spot. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So she was tied up. Uh, she was raped and sexually assaulted with a wooden clothes hanger from the store as well. And she had a few cuts and minor abrasions on her body. So she... Other than, I guess, the fact that she was raped, she wasn't, didn't have as... Yes. Wasn't beaten as much yeah, her or wounds, whatever. To, I have it written later on in, in my notes here, but her wounds, according to the police and medical examiner, are quote-unquote superficial wounds. So, oh, okay. And of course, like, this being as bad as this was, um, the town of Bethesda, like, was fucking shook. Well, yeah. Like, could you imagine, like, something happening that in your local local city? Even if you're working, like, a couple blocks away from something like this, where someone was beaten to death with over 331 fucking attacks. Is it a big city? Well, I guess it would be a decent size of at a Lululemon, actually. I didn't look at the population or anything, to be honest. Yeah. So maybe if you guys want to look it up for us, shoot us a message on Instagram. <sighs> Because uh, I'm not going to look it up. I'm going to see if someone actually messages us now. <laughs> it's a test. It's a test. <laughs> okay. But yeah, the town was like fucking shook. Restaurants were reporting a 50% decrease in sales. Oh, wow. Stores were closing early. People were refusing to work the night shift. Like they're afraid that this is going to happen to them. Well, yeah, no. Because lots of times, like especially being a store owner, they had to closing yeah. to make it like safer. Oh, and it didn't matter. But that didn't, it didn't matter in the least. Did not matter in the least. It still happened. Someone was still brutally killed. Mm -hmm. uh, there was even civilians going around, like, talking to store owners that sold ski masks because the two individuals uh, who broke in were wearing ski masks. So they're, like, talking to people, like, did you sell ski masks to people recently? Like, what did they look like and everything? And this is civilians on their own time going oh. around asking this. Well, yeah. So, like, they're really trying to figure this out. And it was, like, all over the news. It fucking shook the town. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> I think, like, my, my stumbling and muttering is because I'm thirsty as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> well, then have a drink. I have cotton mouth already, and it's just, like, bothering me. But I can't. It's really hard to drink when you're talking. You don't drink enough water, I don't think. You I say, drink, I you drink enough beer. You do, but you don't. I drink enough beer. And, Not the same. And whiskey. Not the same. I mean, there's water in it. <laughs> it counts. I don't think it does, actually. It's got to count for something. I don't think it does, though. Well, it should. <laughs> I'm on the beer diet. Okay, anyways, back to it. With the Apple Store being right next to the Lululemon... Uh, the detectives on the case went right there right away for security footage because Lululemon didn't have any. They didn't have any? They didn't have any. Oh, my goodness. I thought you almost had to have that sort of stuff nowadays. Well, this was 2011, it too. It was a maybe, few years I don't ago, know. yeah. So they went there for the security footage um, because Lululemon didn't have theirs. And they also learned that the day of the attack, the Apple Store actually had the release of the iPad 2. That same day. So there was employees at the store quite late. Oh, really? Yes. Oh, shit. Uh, so there were employees at the store when the attack occurred. Which is so surprising that they didn't hear anything. Oh, they did hear things. Oh. They heard grunting, high-pitched squeals, thudding, dragging, and one employee even recalls talking to a manager and the security of the store as they heard someone say, God, help me, please help me. And they just decided to do fuck all? And they did nothing. What the hell? Nothing. Why would they do nothing? Like, would it have really taken that long just to call 911? They just chalked it up to fucking I don't know what. But these guys at the fucking store 
Do they typically hear that kind of shit on a Wednesday night? I would assume the answer is no, but oh. I'm guessing maybe. But like, how do you do nothing when someone says, God help me, please help me? That's actually really fucked up. It's so fucked. Because how, like, how could you even tell the police that and like say, yeah, I just decided to do nothing, but this is what I heard. Right? <laughs> like I would feel like the biggest piece of shit. So, oh man, I mean, like, the one person know. even approached the manager and security and was like, I heard this, like, we should do something about that. And they're like, no, like, what the security that's their fucking job, that's their even job. I mean, they're probably just thinking they're just security of Apple, so so they're not going above and beyond or anything like they're that. not security of shit if you don't fucking call police or do anything. Well, yeah, because you can, it's in your store, you're still hearing this, exactly. So Anyways, that's brutal. Oh, it's ridiculously brutal. Anyways, that aside, the fucking idiocy of the Apple store in Bethesda aside, <laughs> on the security footage out front of the Apple store, they found footage of two men matching Britney's description. And that description was two men, one shorter, one taller, both wearing black clothes and ski masks. Of course, in this footage, they weren't wearing ski masks. Uh, and one had a backpack on. They seen those two individuals on this footage. Oh, okay. And it was right around the time all this shit went down. Huh. So. Like good. I hope it was good pictures. Well, we'll get, we're getting okay. right into it. Okay. You're Sorry. always jumping ahead of me. I know chill, because I just, chill, I need to chill. just know. Come on. Well, if you stop talking, you'll let me keep talking <laughs> and you'll find the fuck out. Okay. Anyways, detectives began staking out the Lululemon in hopes that these two individuals would return. Oh. Lo and behold, they did return. That's stupid. Well, police immediately approached them and showed them the pictures of the security footage and was like, um, Chello, is this you two motherfuckers? <laughs> Chello. Chello. <laughs> and the guys were like, uh, yeah, that's us. But uh, we're just two busboys who work at a nearby restaurant. And the police are like, okay, convenient. But they look into their alibis. The alibis all check out. They were walking home from work and to and from work, everything checks out. Oh, so it wasn't, wasn't these them? two guys. Just quite the fucking convenient thing yeah, that happened. I was like, oh, I have a good story. But there was another um, suspect in the case. I'm. It's another convenient one. It was brushed off real quick, so I'm not going to dive into it too much here. But it was a local homeless man by the name of Keith. He was ruled out real quick as well. Mm. So they're back to square one. Okay. And this is happening like real fast too. Like we're only on like day one so far of this happening. Oh, well, I would have liked them to just find these mofos quick. Yeah. But that doesn't happen. Well, we're we're going to start winding up onto it a little bit here. Okay. There's some clues that start popping up that might lead us to what we, uh... well, I'm just going to stop it there. <laughs> <laughs> so now the crime scene's been getting processed a little bit and they have found a few things. For the bloody footprints, they match one of them to a, si a size 14 pair of shoes that was found inside the store. The shoes were bloodied, and there was an attempt to wash the rubber of the soles and clean them, and they were put back onto a shelf. Oh, like it was someone, it wasn't the Lulu shoes. It was like someone's shoes that they just left we're there? We're not sure. There's, oh, okay. there's a size 14 pair of shoes that were, that matched the footprint. They're bloodied oh, okay. up okay. and they're washed and stowed away in the store. Interesting. There were bloody footprints all around the store and a sign of struggle and some blood at the front door, but none outside the front door. Okay. They also found several murder weapons inside the store and all of them belonged to the store as well as the zip ties that were used to bound Brittany. Oh, that's too bad. The safe at the store was also emptied of all its contents, so it was robbed. I don't know if I mentioned that already. Did you I? Did, yeah. I did? Okay. A little bit. I'm repeating myself. I'm sorry for That's that. That's okay. Double information. In case you missed it the first time. In case you forgot. You now got it the second time. So oh. there's some weird things going on that that police weren't like quite sure what to do with. So they're like, we need to go to talk to Brittany and see if we can get like the story here and if she can help us put in the little blanks to this that we're not quite well getting. yeah because it's interesting to it would be interesting to know what their motive was like is it just a robbery but then to do that kind of fucked up shit too well like, so far we have two guys who robbed the place who raped and killed and we're about to learn here um how 
ra uh, radical they were and racist they were talking to Britney because Britney was someone of color as well. Oh, so you have okay. like the worst fucking human beings possible. Yeah. Here in this situation. I already thought that, but I guess they just got worse. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Hmm. So they, they go and they try and talk to Brittany and it's like, okay, we got to figure some of this out. Uh, they see her at her house uh, two days after the attack and they ask her about the shoes. And she said they're actually Lululemon shoes that they sell at the store. Oh, okay. So the, the shoes belong to the store. Okay. Uh, they ask her more questions about the attack and they couldn't quite understand why. Oh, way to go. <laughs> it's not the dogs this time, it's me. <laughs> way to go. Anyways, a little bump of the mic. Uh, what was I saying now? Oh, right. They couldn't understand why Jaina was so brutally attacked and yet Brittany got away with what's police okay, called I'm superficial wounds. That's coming up because I was wondering that, but I didn't see, I didn't ask a question there. Good job. Good job. So Brittany said that the men told her she was, and we start getting a little bit into a little, I didn't quote a lot of the racist and brutal quotations here. Um, but she said that she was, quote unquote, fun to fuck, as far as the men told her, and that they were going to keep her alive. She wow. said they continued to sexually assault her and called her demeaning names like dirty slut and as well as some extremely harsh racial slurs. And I'm like I said, I'm not going to repeat these slurs. Yeah, that's good. Uh, Brutal. She, yes. She also revealed that the men at one point even shoved her onto Jaina's body while she was laying in the hallway. With wow. The, with the new information, police still couldn't make much sense of it all. And they were beginning to suspect Brittany of lying. Want to teach your kids financial literacy, but not sure where to start? Greenlight can help. With Greenlight, parents can keep an eye on kids' spending and saving, while kids and teens use a card of their own to build money confidence. As a parent, you can send instant money transfers, set up chores, automate allowance, and more. It's a convenient way to run your household, customized to your family's needs, and the easy way to raise financially smart kids. Get started with Greenlight today and get your first month free at greenlight.com slash ACAST. Really? Yes. Really? Really. Okay, that takes a turn that I didn't expect. Well, there's a couple things here. One of the first things that they noticed on the scene... Uh, was Brittany's hands tied with the zip zip ties, right? Yeah. They weren't tied to anything, but they found her with her hands above her head. And she's sitting down, laying against the wall. And she's supposedly have been there all night. Why would her hands still be above her head? Why wouldn't you just bring your hands down into your lap? Like, because they were zip tied, but you could still move them. Oh, yeah. It was just at the wrists. They're bound together, but they're not bound to anything or restricted from moving. Well, I don't know. My main thing is like, well, she was like in shock. Potentially. Probably didn't know what the shit was going on and she's just sitting there. But there's some things that like the police are just like, this doesn't fucking add up. So there's, there's now starting to suspect Brittany because of these things. And because she was the one that forgot her wallet. She was the one who forgot her right. wallet. Yes. Okay. Hmm. Uh, their break in the case came when they found Jaina's missing car three blocks away. Because remember, when they went back to the Lululemon store to get the wallet out, Jaina drove her car there. Right. It had since been missing since she parked it out front of the store. Oh, okay. Okay. So they found her car and they collected some DNA from inside, some fingerprints from inside, a bunch of different evidence from inside. And they also found a hat in a back seat full of blood. Really? And there's a bunch of blood smears in the inside of the car as well. Okay, that's... But, it, okay, so it's like the, they drove away in it. The attackers, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> Potentially. <laughs> Potentially. Uh, so they quickly went and ran DNA analysis and came back that the blood in the car was from Brittany and Jaina. And the hat in the back seat was Brittany's hat. And there was full of blood as well. And they know it's Britney's hat because they tested the DNA, like from the sweat on the brim where your forehead touches. Oh, okay. That hat was actually physically Britney's hat. It was actually physically Britney's hat. Yes. Oh, okay. Huh. So they now need to question Britney again about this car. And especially since her DNA's in there, her hat's in there. There's some things like, okay, we need to fucking check this shit out. Oh, man. I'm really hoping that she was, wasn't part of this. 
So they called Brittany to the police station on March 16th, which is only four days after the, the whole attack. Yeah. And they told her they wanted to collect hair and fingerprints uh, to rule her out from the crime scene. However, the police had ulterior motives. They wanted to question her and they wanted to try and catch her in a lie. Because if she's lying about anything, then they really know like she's hiding something. So they asked her if she knew what Jaina's car looked like. She said no. First of all, it was parked out front of the store. She came back to let you in the store. It was right fucking there. Well, and if they work together, like, she'd probably know what her co-worker's car looks like, you'd think. Yeah, exactly. They asked her if she's ever been inside Jaina's car. Brittany said no. Nope. She's fucking lying. Okay. Oh, man. I was really hoping that this wouldn't take this turn. It's stressing me out. It's, but it's taking it's it. It's taking this turn. Shit. She's fucking lying. This is really messed up. <laughs> yes, it is. Because I didn't expect this at all. Oh, well, I'm sorry. I'm sorry <gasps> to break this to you, but she's fucking lying. What the frig? I don't know what to do. What do you want me to say? <sighs> well, I... Ah. Uh, <laughs> keep carry on here. Okay. But the lies weren't enough to keep her in custody. The police knew she was lying and they were certain of it, but Brittany is now like the 100% prime suspect and there's no way of holding her. So they, you know, they calmly understand this is a situation. They don't let Brittany um, be aware that they are figuring this that out. they're on to her. Okay, so they're being and, smart about it. Yeah, so they, they let her go. Uh, now, the, I didn't know where to put this in. Uh, this is one of the best places, I think, to put it in. There was no ever evidence of either girl being raped as there was no semen found. Okay. Just evidence of a sexual assault. So said wooden coat hanger. So there's no evidence of ever there being a male presence in a sexual assault is what I'm trying to say here. Oh, okay. I didn't, I didn't go there. I could you, see that you by your tell. face. <laughs> I was like, okay, okay. I could see like the gears turning and nothing was happening. So anyways, there was evidence of assault, but there was no evidence of semen, aka dudes being present, present in the sexual assault. Really? Okay. Okay. So police are trying to figure out how they could get Brittany back to the police station so they get her to confess. They're like, we need to get her back here. We need to get her to confess to something that she's done. Yeah. Otherwise, like, we, we don't have much on her. We have her, some evidence of her in the fucking car and shit. We know she's lying, but we, we got nothing. I feel like, why would she confess, though? So that's a terrible plan, but okay. Yeah. So as they're trying to figure out how to get her to the police station, luck should have it. Brittany's siblings call the police, and they say that Brittany has more information uh, that she didn't tell the police because she was afraid to share and would like to come back to the police station to talk about it. That's interesting. Yeah. Oh my goodness, were her siblings in on it too? Oh, okay. I Anyways, know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna st I'm gonna just stop that conspiracy right now. No, they were not. Oh, okay. Okay. Well, I mean, this is wild. I, like, who knows what's going to happen at this well, point? Well, you're about to find out. <laughs> Anyways, meeting again at the police station. Brittany went to the station with her brother and her sister. And then she told police that she totally forgot, but suddenly remembered that the two men actually forced her to move Jaina's car. Oh, okay. Yeah. I would, that's something that you would just forget. For right? Sure. Like you, you totally just like, oops, slipped my mind. Oh, I, sorry. I forgot that. Yeah. Oh my God. Like. Are you fucking kidding me? I feel like that that's a pretty big thing that would happen or yeah. that you would just not forget ever. <laughs> so what she said is that the two men told her they knew her name, they knew where she lived, and they will be watching her. And she needs to move that car. And if she tries anything when moving the car, they will kill her. So she moved the car alone while the two men waited at the store with Jaina. Hold the that fucking phone, right? Like What? <laughs> Oh, I'm just... Okay, the two guys holding me hostage are going to give me a getaway car. And I'm going to drive three blocks away and walk back and put myself back into their... Like, what? Yeah, just free... On my free will, just walk back. Right? Not call the police or do anything. Makes zero sense. Yeah. Zero fucking sense. Um, <laughs> Brittany also said that she saw a police officer while moving the car. But didn't say anything. 
because she was afraid for her life. So she didn't speak up, didn't ask for help. Oh, that that just like would be perfect. Yeah, I know. <sighs> okay. But she did exactly what the two men wanted. Drove the car away. Because she was afraid for her life. Yeah. And then walked back to the store, back into their, their hands. Okay. Now, police can actually confirm that there was an officer that she saw because an officer actually saw her too. Sitting in that car parked where it was found, an officer saw a woman parked in that car, in that spot. Okay, but I guess it wouldn't have looked suspicious or anything to him at that point. No, it's just a woman in a car. Yeah. Now he's like, oh, wait, I saw that car and I saw a woman sitting in there once they found it, right? Right. So there's some shit going down and police weren't buying anything that Brittany had. And so now they're like, okay, this is fucked up. You are in a car. You transferred the fucking blood. You are clearly lying. We're fucking holding Well, you. yeah, because she had prior to even said she didn't know what the vehicle looked like. Exactly. <laughs> and that she's never even been in it and anything. And now she's fucking driving it, coated in fucking Jaina's blood. Like, um, what? Yeah, this is really getting fishy here. So they tried to get her to confess using different tactics, like being playing like good cop, bad cop sort of thing. Being like, we know you fucking did it. Rah, rah, rah. Like intimidating her and yeah. other tactics like, you know, it's OK. You know, it happens like some like shit happens. You, it was an accident. It's OK. Like, just tell us what happened. Nothing fucking worked. She Nothing. stuck to her guns and she kept fucking saying, I didn't do it. I didn't do it. This is what happened. I told you what happened. Huh. I would have thought that she would have like have braked. Break? Is that right? Broke. Broke? At that she, point, they would have broke her. She would have done did get broken. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how to say that. <laughs> the police decided that they're going to keep questioning her, but they also decided that it was they're going to tell her sister and brother what they suspect of Brittany. Interesting. Okay. Brittany's sister immediately like crumbled and couldn't fucking take it. Couldn't take the news, basically, right? And her brother was like, I don't believe it. I don't believe it. I need to talk to my sister. Give me a moment with my sister alone. I want to talk to her. Okay. So the police actually allowed the brother into the interrogation room alone with Brittany. But they're listening, I hope. <laughs> they cl- they definitely... Oh, it's a fucking interrogation well, room, yeah. right? Yeah. You can't go into an interrogation room and not expect there to be fucking mics and cameras and shit. Well, I mean, but- some people I think actually would probably not clue in that they're listening. These two don't. Okay, see, I just like, I actually don't think that that's as common as you think, Ben, Well, that you were setting it up. The brother began to talk with Brittany, um, but she didn't want to talk at all. She was leery that the police were listening. And he's like, no, they're not listening. And she's like, yeah, well, probably not, but like just in case. And anyways, they start talking regardless. It's a lot. I, I could find a lot of different quotes on things that were said in there. A lot of it was just banter back and forth. But the, the key thing here is that basically this is a confession tape where there's little bits of information that she gives here and there that essentially write the whole story and what happened. Really? Yes. Oh, see, I'm just shocked. Because I think it's common sense that you wouldn't say anything there, but they, they say common sense isn't at common. It's not. It's clearly not. <laughs> but like her brother was like, he was actually convinced that she did do it. He told the police that he was convinced that she didn't but when he got in there he's like I, f- I fucking know you did this like what the fuck happened he's grilling her hard trying to get the info out he's like we need i need to know what you did to help you right yeah what he said he's like we're gonna get into a defense attorney and one of the quotes i did pull up is quote unquote you're going to have to be very honest with us it doesn't look good because you tried to cover it all up he also asked shoplifting is that what this is all about Brittany said i didn't take anything Another long story short, Brittany has a very, very bad rap of shoplifting and theft. Really? Oh, yes. She's actually even been fired from another Lululemon previously for stealing from the store. Oh. In fact. So they, they must not keep track of like employees or something, eh? I guess not. Hmm. But she's stolen from friends in the past, coworkers, sports team mates, sports teammates in high school. Like she, like people know she fucking steals. She's even had like a best friend in college who was like, yeah, I was really good friends with her. And like, no, I don't want anything to do with her because she's just that fucked up and steals and oh shit. Oh my gosh. I liked her at the beginning. <laughs> now I don't at all. <laughs> Not even remotely here. Well, once we paint the entire picture, you might learn just how bad she fucking is. We're getting to it though. We're getting to it though. Oh, I already thought you'd painted it, but okay, carry on. Well, we're, we're like... Right there. Give us like a minute to just wrap this up before we're at that. So like I said, the conversation between these two essentially ends up being 
the confession tape, the smoking gun that police needed. And this is what they, they now know Brittany did this. So on trial, this is the picture that they painted. This is what they believe happened. Okay. From all the evidence, the confessions, and everything. Okay. I want to hear it. Are you ready for it, though? Yeah. Okay. I let's, am. Let's do it. Let's I'm do ready. It. I need a sip of beer first. If we played ads, this would be a good time for an ad. <laughs> okay. So, while leaving the store, each employee at the Lululemon is to check each other's bags to ensure there is no theft. Okay. And inside Brittany's bag, Jaina found a pair of yoga pants. Brittany claims she purchased them from the manager, but Jaina made her call, or, or sorry, made a call to the manager and asked her, did Brittany buy these pants from you? She yeah. said, no, she didn't. Okay. So she looked it up in the system. There was no record of any payment. And Brittany Yikes. didn't have a receipt, a.k.a. you fucking stole them. And this is probably like as they're locking up that they're that she's checking. Yep. Yeah. Ah. So Jaina reports it to the manager and just kind of leaves it with that. And she's like, it's out of my hands. Like, you're trying to steal shit. I'm doing my job. I reported it. That It is what it is. Well, they'll deal with it tomorrow or another day or whatever. Right. So they leave the shop and lock up. Then... Brittany calls Jaina back because she, quote unquote, forgets her wallet as Jaina has the key because. Oh, see, that even shows how much of a good person she is. Right. She This bitch just stole, but she's still going to go back and let, get, let exactly. her get her wallet. Jeez. Now, I totally call fucking bullshit on the forget her wallet thing in that interrogation tape with her brother. She did say, I actually forgot my wallet. I still call fucking bullshit on it. Oh, no. Yeah. But I I totally think this is premeditated. I think so, too. Or even in that time span, she was like, I need to get her back to the store. Oh, exactly. Yeah. That's premeditation right there. True. <laughs> so Jaina agrees, and they return 15 minutes later to re-enter the store. Jaina, inside the store, was then struck from behind at the on the back of the head, which is where the first strike medical examiner believes took place, with a weapon and a struggle ensued. Jaina tried to escape out the front door as there was a bloody handprint of hers on the front door and evidence of a struggle along with hair being ripped out from both people at the front door. They believe Jaina managed to get free, ran towards the back door, which was at the end of a hallway. She had made it to the door as there was another bloody handprint on that door from her. Okay. But she didn't manage to open the door or escape. Uh. There in the hallway is where the brutal and bloody attack occur occurred using multiple weapons weapons over the course of 331 strikes of which was, she was alive for every single Jeez. blow. And is this just Brittany doing this then? This is just Brittany You're alone. kidding me, hey? Nope. Okay, I thought there had to have been at least someone else involved. Nope. Good Lord. Once she had killed Jaina, she moved her car to ensure no one saw it parked out front of the store Ugh. to buy herself time to cover up this whole fucking incident. She drove it three blocks away and walked back bloody as fuck to the store to get to work. Wow. There she ransacked the store to make it look like a robbery occurred, yeah. that there's more people in there, whatever. She walked around in the blood with her own shoes to create a trail of bloody footprints. Then put on a pair of size 14 men's shoes from the store, carefully followed her own tracks around the store to make it look like a pair of people. Were chasing her or something? Yeah. Well, no, because the first pair of her footprints were just the other dudes she was going to blame it on. Oh, So the okay. size 14 men's shoes was the second guy. Remember a taller guy and a shorter guy? Right. So she made sure she followed the same pair to make it look like the guys were walking around in a pair. She then cleaned the shoes in the sink and put the men's shoes back on the shelf and her own back on her feet. How the fuck are you going to cover up that? Like, you think they're not going to find that shit? Really? Well, and putting her own back on, that doesn't right? make any sense. Right? Like, I just don't... Like, What? What the fuck is this bitch thinking? Okay, and she must have some serious rage issues oh, then. Oh, fuck yeah. There's actually, I I was waiting for a good time to say it. Now is the best time. There was an incident where she had uh, an ex of hers, a dentist dude or something like that, 
uh, they split up and he, you know, found a new girlfriend sort of thing. Okay. And she actually was like fucking hardcore stalking these two. Oh, wow. And she actually like broke into their apartment and stole some shit out of there. And there was a restraining order put on them. And only a few days after the restraining order, they saw her parked in a fucking car outside his dentist office fucking watching them. They went, they left immediately. She followed them home and they had to fucking call the cops on her because she broke the restraining order and was following them. They were fucking fearing for their life. This dentist even said she had a, she was known for being abusive in the relationship, kicking, punching, really? fucking all this shit. Yeah. So she's a crazy She's biatch, fucking straight eh? up psycho. I wanted like, to say this at the very beginning, but I mean, got to paint a good story is here. Is she like a, like, I don't even know how to say this. It's not like big, but like. Oh no, she's a very petite girl. Okay. Cause I'm like, is she like friggin' like six, five? Like no, what kind of woman is she? She's a very petite girl. Oh gosh. Yeah. Okay. That's interesting. So after all this staging, the bloody footprints and everything, uh, she ripped the crotch of her own pants, <laughs> cut herself oh, with no. a razor. And if, yeah, cut herself with a razor in several different places, superficial wounds, because she's not going to fucking go hardcore on herself, right? Yeah. And used a wooden coat hanger as a foreign object to sexually assault herself and Jaina. Oh, I was waiting for that. Oh, so she did it to Jaina too? I I should actually clarify on that one. I'm assuming she did it to Jaina. I couldn't find any facts on if she did or didn't, but I'm going to assume she did. Because if she's going to do it to herself, I would assume she would do it to Jaina, probably post-mortem. Was Jaina smaller than her? Like, I just can't believe how wild she is. I think Jaina was actually larger than she is. Like, uh, she's freaking you, I watched a, a YouTube video of Jaina's where she was celebrating her 30th birthday and she went uh, bungee jumping, actually. It's up on YouTube. Oh. So maybe we'll post that in the uh, the link down below. So this just this chick is just a wild like wild thing. She's fucking trash. Plus, Fuck like, this bitch. Jaina had no idea. Like, she, like she was just... Like yeah, Jaina was just doing her job. Completely. Yeah. Jaina was actually not even supposed to be working this shift. She was going shift. above and beyond her she job because she went back to let this bitch in. But did you hear me? Jaina wasn't even supposed to work that shift. What did someone call in sick? I don't know if it was calling sick or a switch shift, but she had picked up this shift somehow when she <sighs> was working this shift. So she I was just put in the situation. Stories like that. I'm sorry. Like they could have been doing something else, and yet they <sighs> are in this. Oh, like that. Like there's, they're in this position and they couldn't, didn't have to be like, I hate that. You mad, brah? <laughs> well, no, it's like almost, but I mean, you'd probably be able to come up with something like for every murder or yeah. whatever, right? Too. Yeah. But exactly. it's always like that. Oh, they, they were actually supposed to be here, but this happened. Yeah. Ugh. So the final part to this, she then zip tied her own hands together with zip ties she found in the shop, just like all the weapons she found in the, in the Lululemon store shop, whatever. And then sat down in the bathroom and waited for the next manager to come in in the morning to find them. And remember how I said her hands were found above her head? Yeah. And that moan that they heard when they first opened the shop? Yeah, that's her just playing victim. Being pathetic. Exactly. And she probably took everything herself then from the safe. Yeah, exactly. (sighs) And sat there with this poor, like, brutally murdered person all night. Yeah. Like, that's psycho. <laughs> oh, fuck. It's beyond psycho. That is psycho. Brittany's defense in court, uh, this is actually kind of funny, was was only that it was not premeditated because she was so fucking deep in this. They couldn't, that was their only defense, that it wasn't premeditated. They said <laughs> that she snapped and that Brittany attacked Jaina in the heat of the moment and lost control. Oh, yeah. I'm sure that's happened. However, there's an account that after the after the trial, the judge went home took an object, sat at his dining room table, and struck his dining room table 331 times and timed himself how long it would take. It took him 10 minutes to complete the task, hitting the table consecutively. Yet Brittany got up, found other objects, went back to it, got up, found something else, went back to it. She was beating the fuck out of Jaina, lifeless for God knows how long. How is that in the heat of the moment? Yeah, well, because when a victim has so, so much wounds and like stuff like that, the per- the attackers has something like vented in them, I feel oh, like, yeah. right? That they're releasing. Like so, it's some serious anger problem or something. Well, she's or got I don't some know fucking if she problems. she hated her or what. But. I don't give a shit if you hate someone. You don't fucking beat oh, the no. shit out of them 331 times till they die. 
Like that's nuts. Right? If you hate someone, you go home and scream into your pillow and drink a couple fucking drinks okay. and watch a fucking murder doc <laughs> on Netflix. Like that's what you do when you hate someone. Who was it that did the dining room thing? The the judge the after judge. the trial. Oh, okay. That's interesting. His poor dining room table. Right. I'm sure he put like a jacket down or something, right? Yeah. Anyways, Brittany was found guilty for the murder of Jane and Murray in the first degree with life in prison and no chance of parole. Good. Good, good. So she's still in prison. Oh, she's fucking in prison for life. Wow. She's, she deserves fucking a lot more, but she's at least getting that. Yeah. So okay. that is the Lululemon murder. I'm also murder. still mad at the Apple store. Right? How can you not fucking report that shit? I can't believe that. If there's if there's one thing anyone takes away from this, fucking speak up. Like if even if you have the tiniest sense that something's off, like it's call like right? for help. Like what are you gonna lose? You, Nothing. Nine one one. Yeah, there's someone saying, "God, please help me." Next door. Do you want to just come check it out for me, please? Yeah. Like, and the the police officer would be like, "Heck yeah, I'll be there." Yeah. What's the worst that can happen? You're wrong. Oops. You heard something funny that wasn't happening. It's actually just two people boning next door. My mistake. Like who knows? Like you know, it's what it, what's going to go wrong? Oh. The best thing that can happen is you save a fucking life. Mm-hmm. Could have saved a life. Yeah. Because yeah, that she sounded like she was good, a good person. Yeah, Jana Murray was, as far as I can tell. I'm gonna make sure I link that video down below. I went and I said a little. Uh, little thing on there and a little rest in peace so. oh did you maybe everyone else can do the same too it's on youtube it's on youtube yeah oh, okay so to our badass of the day jana murray no kidding cheers to her cheers to her and make sure you guys stay wicked <laughs> make sure you stay wicked <laughs> smooth <laughs> Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.